Hi, welcome to the Creative Explorers podcast. I'm Laomi, I'm an artist. Um, you're, yeah, I'm with Rachel. <laughs> and we talk about all things creative, messy, and so on. <laughs> Hi, Rachel, can you say more about this? <laughs> yeah, I just love not having a canned uh, introduction because I feel like we're figuring this out every time. I was like, yes, and this we're also explorers, so we're asking questions, questioning our realities, our mindsets, and hopefully challenging your uh, beliefs of how this world works and is run and your limitations. So, uh, yeah. yeah, and I am a, um, I'm a watercolor artist that is writing, uh, working on her travel book, travel ebook that I'm hoping to have completely edited soon yay yeah i mean i'm a figurative artist i use mostly natural materials on at the moment discarded textiles and i'm super interested in using pencils again i don't know it started a few days ago i thought oh my god pencils ah. <laughs> i have to get my hands on pencils again i worked a lot with charcoal which i really love but somehow they pencils so <laughs> i'm also how, is, is soon to become again pencil artist. <laughs> Let's see. I'm also a writer. I haven't written in ages, but I'm also a writer. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And that's interesting because just this weekend, I was being drawn back to charcoal, mm. which is your usual medium. And now I want to find, I have my one giant charcoal stick and I want to make sure I pack it on my trip that's coming oh, yeah, up. Sure. I will um, never ever give up charcoal. It's such a, it's, for sketches to, to have fun with and i think oh, no i don't want to um swap it no no absolutely not but i want to introduce pencil again to my <laughs> taco is fantastic it's i love i just love that you introduced me to i, I i'm so i'm so shocked that i didn't know that charcoal was a stick because like i have a stick that you can actually see yeah you know, where the little nubs used to be and everything i just I just love that I'm well, like drawing with actual nature. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's just fantastic. And I, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, I love the feeling of it. So just, I, oh, I made my own. I don't know if I t talked about this. I made my own soft passes and I love them. <laughs> so there's what did you, what did, um, oatmeal. So I cooked some oats and then you have this clippery liquid. Yep. yep. And that's what I use to, 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 Stick it together somehow with a bit of water and a bit of, yeah, that, that's how it works. And it's very soft and I love to work with it on fabric. So is oh, the, is the, what's the color then? Is it like it's pigment, pigment, like a powdered, powdered pigment? You mix it to I use earth, only earth. I, uh, earth. And then you can use some chalk. Well, there's some, yeah, you just add something to make it a bit thicker and, and it lasts a bit longer <laughs> but it's basically earth pigments I did that so could i get like a white one maybe because that'd be pretty cool to do a, like a white chalk with of course with my charcoal <laughs> yeah of you can do that yourself you can buy them of course but it's so much more fun to make them yourself <laughs> and what i love about it i know what's in there because you can That's buy right. these soft <laughs> and they're yeah they're pretty and colorful and it could be very toxic I don't like that. <laughs> so, Which, interesting. Mm -hmm. 
I got introduced. So something that's super fun this week was I found an artist. Oh, I should have shared her with you. Oh, I don't know if I can find her again. But she's not so much an artist. She's an, she's a bit of an artist, but she's also like a psychic, I guess. And she's like, she calls paper her portal. And she okay. will draw with charcoal first. And she does she does her, she does just like you do. Uh, why don't I ever remember? Automatic drawings. <laughs> automatic drawings. Thank you. She does her automatic drawing and just like doodles around while she like begins to talk to somebody. And then she looks at the charcoal stuff and sees images. And then she has this like message for somebody and what she sees. <laughs> Yeah. She like so that tells that them that like, oh, I see this and it represents that. And then eventually she grabs that, like that a Sharpie marker and then she outlines the um, uh, the images and stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and she turns the paper around and you're getting like this like very rudimentary, you know, charcoal shading out, you know, Sharpie outline mm -hmm. art with this you whole can, like, you know, um, deep message and stuff. And I was like. I was very fascinated. <laughs> oh, was he? What we talked about two weeks ago, uh, metaphors. Yay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that really makes me feel better. I actually, oh my goodness, you just, you just, you just flipped a switch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because, no, this is my thing. I, I watched her. I watched a bunch of her videos. I saw. I figured out her stuff. I, I took notes on how, what she was doing. And this is where my this is where I have the discomfort. It's like she's has all these claims of you know she's being talked to by guides and she's paneling okay, spiritual weird. messages and stuff. Yeah, and 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 like I was like, I don't. I just can't bring myself to say oh, that about what I do and what I see. Here, yeah. And like, but the way that you just said it's metaphors, I can do that. Like, this is, this is our, because what I do believe is the subconscious can come up to our art and it, we can it be the, the question is, taught and we can communicate with this unaware yeah, self or the self that we're unaware of. But I think in order to make this really helpful, she should really talk to the person the receiver and to resonate with that person instead of believing that she knows it all because I think it's really um, attuning to someone and to talking and asking questions and you come up with something so you have some fresh perspective on it for the receiver. It's not that you know it. You just offer something that fits right for you at that time and the receiver can say yeah or no, but it offers a fresh perspective. That's always how I would see it and not that some angel or whatever guys I, I find that very weird so that no <laughs> like I, really, I really find that you can, can yeah, when you do this resonant language thing someone tells you a story and you have then you can come up with a metaphor that's basically about this it's just what comes to my mind when when someone tells me that when you can ask the person is it like i don't know like a leaf floating on the river and the person can say, yeah, or no, not exactly. And then they come up with their own ideas. So you just give them some, 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 I don't know, ideas to work with. And that's how I like it. Instead of just, I know it all, you come to me. <laughs> this is, I am so excited that you're saying it this way, because this is the thing I've been struggling with so much so long. Like, I, like I'm, I'm intrigued. 
by this psychic card reading, tarot reading on on TikTok. It's just like like anytime you go, there's somebody doing card readings and stuff. And it's like I'm either way, I am intrigued by it, but whatever it has been pulling, like resisting what I've been resisting or not resonating with, and now you've like put it into words what I want to like what I do, which is I reflect people's. Yeah, you totally resonate with them. You you start to you connect. You it's also it can be empathy or compassion, or you you resonate with them. You listen to them, and you just yeah. You could say tell someone, is it like a flower? That and they say no, not at all. And that's also fine. But you know, that's a conversation you're in, and you just offer your ideas. So sometimes it's easier for for someone who struggles with something to see it from a different perspective. That's just how it works. And uh, maybe they say yeah. No, yeah, no, you know, I don't know. And then they come up with their own metaphor. That's how it works, I think. No, you've just like put it, you've just explained it for me, like how I can, yeah, without like how how it's powerful, but and and still not special, (laughs) which is, yeah, I mean, that's what I mean to say. It's powerful, it's important, but it's 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 not impossible like this is the thing this is the part i don't this is the part i get the the part i watch with for the the these card readers and psychic people and stuff that i can see the people coming to them are are coming in a desperation trying to Mm -hmm. find validation and trying to find answers and they're trying to find answers outside themselves and i don't like that i don't want to exploit that's so I think that um it's like a guru has a lot of power over you. I think it, yeah. you're simply someone offering some ideas, some some metaphors, and maybe you maybe you can we I don't know how how it biologically works when we are together that maybe there is so much more we pick up yeah. besides what we say. It could be so maybe you can feel something or see something and the expressions, and then you can come up with something that really lands. Yeah, I, I yeah. think it's just really how we, yeah how we communicate oh my goodness i like i know i'm gonna think about this later or listen to this later and it's just gonna be seems so basic to me but I, like my mind is just blown right now i'm just yeah i maybe it helps when i was at that summit there was this one guy he caught this um his event uh what is it called resonance of the third kind and i watch this and basically to me it felt in the end it felt like actually when you're very sensitive and very i i pick up so much <laughs> i pick up how people feel and i think his event was he was intrigued by that and he wanted to find ways to be more open to these messages and i thought for me it is normal and i think that's how we pick up things maybe it's not weird maybe maybe that's how we humans are i mean i mean cats know when you when you come home just even before you enter the i don't know oh yeah they've shown that with dogs yeah and i think that's a biological i think it's kind of biological makes sense in a way so i think it's not very (laughs) it's not very um esoteric or or weird or or spiritual yeah maybe when you resonate with someone i'm really open to to them and watch them and and yeah oh this is so cool (laughs) i don't know um, well because i mean what I what I wanted to talk about today was like how to like I have the title here like how to discover or uncover the unknown and like we were talking last last time 
this unconscious contract mm-hmm. and the whole point of it is like if it's unconscious and you don't know about it then how do you find it if you don't know it even exists and like this was my mm-hmm. my upbringing was this you know being deceived all the time like how do you uncover like de- being deceived is to be tricked and how do you how do you know you're being tricked you know you can't know you're being tricked <laughs> it's not a trick if it's not if you're not being tricked so i i haven't experienced this I'm, I'm pretty sure you can do this with someone I'm, I'm pretty sure you can have a practitioner doing this but i watched a lot of webinars or um where this there were volunteers and they showed how it works and when they showed me how it works and how they do it i could do it with myself i could basically you ask yourself a question okay what is there and what in order to and you come up with something you can even journal about this i think it is much easier when you have someone with you but you can do this you can simply journal about this ask okay mm-hmm. and i don't know right now i'm i'm, I'm really like like i'm just unconscious contract hunting and I, I go take a shower i think oh my god that's another contract it comes up to me it makes sense i think yeah of course and what i love too like i'm really really loving this metaphor thing because it's like what you were saying before is like there's so many different ways and different teachings have the same uh label for similar things like you're resonating with unconscious contract and then you're also talking about how in buddhism it's called conditioning and, yeah of course you know, and, and it's the same it's just how it lands for you how, how it makes sense to you and i think this resonant language and also the self-compassion is very much like zen I practiced this for such a long time, but this is looking at it from a different angle and also adding neuroscience to it. So it's just a, that's how you, I think that's how you uncover new things when you really explore and learn and, and, and listen to other people's ideas. And I don't know, and yeah. journal and. Yeah. And isn't something. it interesting how like just changing the language can change your perspective? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That brings up something. What was it? Oh, yeah. There was, I, I can't remember exactly, but it, I just, uh, that's not my point. So there was also, uh, also a lot of neuroscientists who spoke about some studies. I've forgotten the name. I'm, I'm really sorry. But there was, um, what was it about? It was about sharing something. Um, and and, and um, you could decide if you would share money, maybe with someone else or if you would take more for yourself i can't remember the setting but interesting was they called it first uh the capitalist game and then other people played and they tried to have more for themselves and then then they called it the community game and then it was the other way around so it was the same game but the outcome was totally different and i thought oh that's interesting yeah (laughs) so the name there's something in the name how you name things Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely we've seen that over and over. Look at Obamacare. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe that. And yeah. I think there is a a lot of power in the naming. Also, in the naming of feelings, you could sit there and feel awful, and then you could put yourself down, or you could simply say, "Name it. I feel sad," and then look for the need behind that, and then you would have would would uncover something new. You would step out of that beating yourself up for being a lazy, whatever. Pff, yeah, sad. Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> but you would think, okay, there is sadness. What does it mean? And what, where does it come from? Okay, yeah, I'm sad because I just lost my job. It's absolutely normal. It's totally understandable. It makes total sense. 
to the side. And just to see it like this, I think to look at things from a different perspective helps you to, uh, yes, grasp the unknown a bit more because yeah. when you always have the same, um, yeah, when you always do the same stuff, have the same thoughts, when you when you feel sadness coming up, beating yourself up, you know, it's a vicious cycle and you never step out of that. So Yeah. Yeah, I love um I remember hearing or learning about how interchangeable excitement versus anxiety can be mm -hmm. and how it's like it's basically the same feelings mm -hmm. going through your body, but it just depends on what meaning you put on it and how uh, that would and how that will change somebody's outlook or perspective or like oh i'm have you know and, and and it was good and bad like one person he was like oh i have no stress in my life i have all these things going on and i'm just so excited and da, 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 da. but i just can't understand why i have all this fatigue and the doctor was like well you know that kind of sounds like and you know it's the same stress as anxiety is on your body so you do actually have to rest more and this guy's like oh no way that can't be that's too much fun he's like well <laughs> But then it's the other way too. It's like, oh no, I can't. Like, and this is one of the ones for me that I've been working through. And when I get anxious, I'm like, oh no, I can't share my art. Oh no, I can't do this. Oh no, I'm I'm too scared. And then then I can kind of switch it. I'm like, oh, am I scared or am I excited? And I'm like, mm, let's go with excited. <laughs> but I think there's also power in realizing that you're afraid. And oh yeah. And when you really when you realize I'm afraid. Instead of, oh, don't be. You could say, yeah, I'm afraid. I embrace that. I am afraid. And you see yourself being afraid. And you s simply sit there with yourself like a good friend. Okay, you're afraid. And it's okay. I'm here. And then you could name that and say, where does it come from? Okay, yeah. Then fifth grade, I was put down when I showed my art. Or I don't know. And then you would suddenly realize it makes sense. And that lessens, yeah. for me, it lessens the anxiety. So I have to <laughs> try that out for yourself. But it helps I, to know it. Yeah. It's a bummer because what I'm afraid of is, is seeing all the trolls attack really, really wonderful people on the internet. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, I just don't want to be in their radar. <laughs> but you kind of have to expose yourself if, if you're going to be seen by by your people. You might bring in some trolls very Sad people. I think all the, these are very sad people when you look at it. I mean... Just imagine being someone like this. What what kind of feelings or needs would make you do something like this? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's, it's not, I've never seen someone who's really good at what he does and really emotionally mature doing stuff like that. So it is yeah. sad. And it's, um, you know, I yeah. mean, maybe we should name that too. So I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Even though it hurts, I can totally imagine, even though you look, look at it like this, when someone writes a very nasty comment, it hurts. It does. Because we don't want that. But when you look at the people, I find it very sad sitting there. I just imagine them in their, I don't know, underwear, sitting <laughs> sweaty. <laughs> well, the one that gets me is like the one I've heard and the one I that I resonate with most for like trolls and stuff is like, you know, people want to be seen and want a reaction and if they can't get a positive one they'll go for a negative one and it's just like it's too bad that you have nobody in your life to acknowledge the good things you do so you have to go find people in your life to give bad experiences to just so you can feel like you exist 
But yet again, I think that's how we operate. We this is just um, validation from the outside. It's just ego. It's it's never resonance. So as soon as I discovered that, there's not much resonance. When you grow up, you don't. When you're sad, someone says, "Oh yeah, you get you get on my nerves." Just imagine you 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 feel like I don't know. You had a terrible experience, and someone comes, "Yeah, I see you. I you make sense." And then suddenly yeah. we feel, "Oh my god." <laughs> You know, and another thing about trolls that I've come to th believe about, too, that I don't think is that deep is that uh, I think people, I think there's people out there see, seeing um, social media as a competition mm -hmm. and they're trying to take out their competition. And like for one thing on TikTok, you can get you can get banned very easily for bullying. So if okay. they can bait you enough to respond, like the the comments don't get don't get banned for bullying but if you can oh. you know you can get big accounts banned for bullying so maybe maybe these are just that's one of my theories <laughs> people are just trying to um get their competition to get themselves banned honestly i pity those people i don't know so yeah i think there's a lot to pity yeah you must be very desperate and there's no one ever there to resonate with you that's very sad and you don't and i, I don't know if they have the willingness to look deep within and start with themselves i think it's easier to to project oh yeah it's so much easier to leave comments yeah that was... everybody can do that even i mean you don't have that's not dangerous <laughs> and you don't have to take risks to do that so it's pretty <laughs> yeah yeah I saw you write a nasty comment. You have to climb up a mountain and do something. I don't know, do it naked or whatever, and and film you and jump down. And then while you're jumping, just write it. Then it would be something, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I really like. Uh, so this woman was giving uh, dating advice like this, and she was like, match energy. You know, of you know, if if guys that are acting in, interested interested you and you look at their the energy they're putting in to show that and and match that because they're like, okay, so they like your like they like your post. Does that mean anything? Like, what did that take? What kind of effort did that take? And it was like zero effort. So that's as much effort as you can respond back to. <laughs> and I think that's it. So you can have posting something online or posting a comment that really no effort there's nothing in there but you get so much you can get so much um response you can so much visibility just by doing such a small thing and i think that's really unhealthy <laughs> unhealthy it's um sometimes i think the louder you scream and the more you yell oh i'm good i'm good i'm good they believe you but no one ever looks at what you actually accomplished so that's also something i'm yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It, yeah, it's just how it is. Well, it's interesting. Well, okay. yeah, you do get, yeah, the, the good and the bad of social media is like, I do feel like you, there is a bit of an unbalance of what gets attention. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Just because you're getting lots of attention doesn't mean it's the kind of attention you want. No, absolutely or, not. So, so, so maybe uh, the antidote to all of this is to really find your people. I don't know how to do that, to find a community that's really mutual and different from, because I, I really feel like the society we have now is not helping. It's really, there's only validation or there's rejection. That's not, <laughs> I don't want either. It's, no, I want something else. That's not how I want to 
that's a community. That's just ego. Yeah. So, yeah. I, mean, I wrote this down. Validation versus rejection. That's why it feels like, doesn't it? <laughs> you get one or the oh, other. <laughs> yeah, validation can be nice, but it's just from the outside. And it's con conditional most of the time. I don't yeah. know. It's not very fulfilling. Yeah. And then you have all the pressure. Oh, you got validation for these. I don't know, flower paintings you made. And then you have to match that. And you have to, you know, you're so afraid of losing that validation. And, oh, no, that's a terrible life. I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> and this is why we talk ourselves out of sharing. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe we'll have... just project all the way to the end. And then I'll be like this. And then I'll be miserable. So I'm not going to start. <laughs> well, you know what? I think just because we want to talk about the unknown, what if there is something else? Yes. Maybe what if there's some other way of, of being in this world and it's not about rejection or validation and these don't matter at all. Yeah. I mean, that sounds far. You just offer this and that's fine. Yeah. And you're, you're, you make sense with what you offer. And I don't know. I think that's what I want. <laughs> that sounds far more. Yeah. Maybe we far too often spend too much time between these two extremes yeah you try to avoid rejection you try to get validation and that's no that's so what this is remind this is re reminding me of the whole exercise that i've been trying to remember is like looking for the third option mm -hmm, exactly as soon as you can because we had here validation or rejection but like what's the other the third option and how the third option once you have once you create a third op the way i was taught it was like once we have that third option that that opens up everything to possibility because Absolutely. once there's third there's more and once you realize there's more than four or five options then there turns out there's almost could be maybe an infinity of different possibilities in zen they call this the dualistic word view to see it either black or white but nothing yeah. is either black or white it's yeah. always everything and it helps to to simply drop that dualistic thinking yeah. it's not just and that's a practice you can do simply drop that um there cannot be night without day it would make no sense it's night yeah what 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 is this i don't know what, what? <laughs> yeah uh, um this makes me think of so so I hope I'm making sense here because like the the I feel like the 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 goal of this podcast is, or of this episode is to figure out the unknown or uncover the unknown. And so I want to keep going back to that. And and when we talk about possibility and and this like I, I also see like there's this very black and white view of ourselves. Like there's the there's the enlightened side and there's the shadow side. Mm -hmm the light and the dark and or the known and the unknown and so it's like i feel like just just by recognizing that that is part of the duality and maybe there's a different possibility to be looking at we just label it i think that's what maybe ego needs to to um it's good or it's bad but it's mm -hmm. neither it's it just is 
yeah. and when you get step out of that du duality, there is some so there are so many more possibilities. Otherwise, you simply it, it's it's validation rejection. But you just you, yeah yeah simply waste your your time by by doing yeah. that. And when you step out of that, it maybe it doesn't even matter what the third option is. When you realize that these are not options at all, it just is. And I can be in this moment and see what happens. And you don't even think about it. Is it validation? But you just take it on, whatever comes. Can I learn something from it? What does what is it? You, you're not labeling it rejection or validation. I and love just, that. Just imagine you show a painting and you have someone, some crumpy man coming there, he doesn't like it. Is it rejection? Is it validation? Because they want because they want want to want to stir society, want to do something against patriarchy, or you want it's validation from everyone. So it makes no sense. It's just it's just something that happens. You show this painting and this guy comes along and that's it. <laughs> I, mean, I love yeah. it this this brings up this fits in nicely i think with like this this i feel like it's a simple revelation but it's absolutely blown my mind and it's kind of embarrassing just to share it because i'm like this is too easy because it, it, you're saying exactly what i came to realize and thought it was so profound but is this like um somebody said that the way if if we're just to go back to the old the old explanation we if you are like nature you know you can't know it's all un, it's unknowable all of nature mm -hmm. and motivations and patterns and cycles and you know you've got moods and you got hormones and you've got reactions and projections and child upbringing and it's like yeah you can you can try you can make an attempt and it's fun but you only get little pieces and little glimpses of yourself or, you know, at any one time. And so instead of having this, you know, oh, I must, because I have been on this lifelong journey of like, I must know mm -hmm. myself. I must understand every single aspect and corner. And then there's the corners and then there's under the corners and under the rug and like the hidden. And there's like, there's just so much you know, beside what I thought was there, then there's the, the invisible and what to uncover. And it was just completely overwhelming because then you can't even keep track of what I have uncovered. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Then I get lost in something else. And, but this is, and so this, this newer concept has been so comforting. It's like, you know what? It's not possible. Like, no, don't worry about it. It just, you can, you can know yourself in this moment at this, at this time or for this day. And then, because when you think about when you're looking at um, possibilities, you know, there's another part. There's also, you know, you, we talk about hidden parts of us. We talk about the secret parts. But then there's also like forgotten parts. Mm -hmm. Like I have a terrible memory. I forget parts of myself all the time. <laughs> like, but that's not limiting. You just get to remember no. it again later, you know. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm just, I have been. It has freed up my mind so much because instead of this whole, like, I must figure out the shadow and the secret and the, the darkness, it's like, ah, what's, what wants to come up today? Or what could I heal today? Or what yeah, could I embrace yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> what could I embrace or accept? Or, or what's coming, you know, like, and the rest, we just uh, let it go for now. And 
Yeah. I like that. I like that. I mean, that would be self-compassion saying, I'm available here, whatever comes up. If it's a shadow or something forgotten or something shocking or something yeah. I don't like. Yeah. I think you can work, practice, not work. I don't like that. But you can practice to be available for that. So yeah. that's yeah. something you can do every day and to, to be available to that moment. That's what you do in Zen. So yeah. you don't think about, is it rejection, blah, blah, blah. You just simply try to be available in the here and now, right now. And that's a challenge. I mean, that's, but that's so freeing because, yeah, just being available to that life experience right now. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's that, re <laughs> that reminds me of a story I can, and it goes back to metaphors because I'm yeah. just so mad in love. Let me tell you about a while. Oh, this was several years ago. But, you know, before I was, I guess I was still in my 30s. That's my guess. Before I, yeah, late 30s. So all of a sudden, I had a realization from an experience of when I was 11 years old. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, and it was like this random day. I wasn't being reflecting on anything. I was just mm -hmm. getting ready to go for a walk. Or, I mean, it was like I was not doing any inner work. I was just doing some chores and all of a sudden I'm like oh you know what this this explain this metaphor explains my childhood experience <laughs> and it unlocked something and I just cried for like half an hour straight and and it was this and and but I had time for it and so I just allowed it and, and we just kind of cried and mourned this moment that I hadn't realized until then what it had meant how it had impacted me mm -hmm. and and i can share the metaphor it was my metaphor was this was like living in a village all your life like in the medieval times and then one day they're just like everyone's like this we're your family we're your protection we're taking care of you you don't have to worry about anything and then one day they're just like no never mind we're, you're going outside the city walls and we're just letting you be eaten by the wolves <laughs> you know and that was like the 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 that metaphor just finding that metaphor helped me put words and match emotions to like the terror and the, yeah, you know yeah. of my 11 year old self like I really felt like I had just been ejected into the wilderness <laughs> they, they made you feel unsafe I think yeah 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 and that was like a that was a big deal because like yeah, that was a important realization for me. But like that, but t speaking of metaphors and mm -hmm. resonance, like I can now tell people that story without having to really t ex tell my experience yeah. because my experience doesn't make sense. But if I tell you, you know what this was like? This was like being living in a village all your life. And you can imagine right. that, can't you? I mean, that's really, <laughs> you can feel it, how that must be. Oh my God. And you're so afraid and you feel yeah. alone. So you feel so alone. And that's. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and it was so fantastic, and and I was so grateful because in that moment I had a, I was just chatting with a friend, and she's very in tune and emotions and stuff, and she was, and and it was the same thing with Rena's res resonance, where she was like, "Hey, how are you?" and I'm like, "I'm actually going through a healing moment right now, and I'm just crying. I just need to cry." And she's like, "What can I do?" I was like, "Can you just be around?" <laughs> just <laughs> and like we didn't talk, we didn't get Facetime, we didn't call. But just knowing that somebody else in the world <laughs> knew I was oh, crying. That's, right. that's really nice. I mean, that's not, yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was like, I look back at that moment 
in my third, you know, a few from, from mm-hmm. a few years ago, and I'm just like, uh, so uh, grateful for it. It was just so amazing. It was such to me. It was such a great sign of community, like the the uh, realizing how community can fail you, and realizing how important it is to be to not be alone. Yeah. just with her just 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 having that text from her saying i'm here like, oh i like that when someone makes space for you and i think that's so wonderful yeah mm. so so yeah and then we get to and that's uh i feel like that's the uncovering <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i think there's no magic formula i'm afraid <laughs> so if you're listening to this <laughs> No, I'm saying there is a ma- magic formula is just to embrace the moment and, and, and keep that. It's like you get one peak of yourself at a time and just embrace that part. Maybe and there's then, some. Yeah, when you look at life itself, it's a, it's a wonder. What more can we <laughs> expect? I mean, it's. Yeah. Here we go for metaphors. I feel like my personality is either a, I can't decide. I like either a mosaic and it all makes a really pretty picture. And I'm just like examining each tile here Mm -hmm. and there. Oh, I like that. That's nice. And you can't, you can't look at, you can look at the big picture or you can look at the tiles, but you can't really see everything all at once. No. And I also think of it, I also think of myself as maybe a deck of cards that just got spilled on the floor and you're picking them up and you can pick them up. You can have a few in your hand and look at them and know your hand, but you can't actually remember I and keep like aware that. of the entire deck at all the time. That's the two I feel. Yeah. So you feel it's okay not to know all of them. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's just, and, and this is like, <laughs> Actually, the deck of cards is funny because it's like, then it's hard to play if you don't have a full deck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do I have a full deck? I don't know if I have a full. I'm pretty sure I have a full deck, but there's one under the couch somewhere. <laughs> that was one missing. <laughs> Temporary law. You can get away with that somehow. <laughs> so, yeah, no, maybe. Yeah, I think I don't like the deck of cards because then there's this idea about being complete and a set, and there's no. And I think that's a good thing about metaphor. You can think, oh, nah, find yeah. a new one. <laughs> yeah, I like the I like the mosaic better because I see a mosaic as like, a, especially if it's an outdoor one that you can always add to and build onto. And then as the weather erodes, parts of it, parts of it fall away, or some maybe something you get tired of, and you can chip it away and add a new design. So I like the mosaic. Yeah, one. I like that. It's... And and I really like like the mosaic one because like. Sometimes people take pieces of yourself or you can give away pieces of mm-hmm. yourself. And, oh, I really, yeah, because now and then you have to find, maybe you won't find an, uh, another piece to fit what was taken or removed, but you can make new, oh, there's lots of ways you can make the metaphor work. Yeah, maybe when you're traveling, you go somewhere and find something that could just be right for that yeah. right left, for the left of the corner. <laughs> you just take it, think, oh, that would be nice for my mosaic, and yeah, you can yeah. take the pieces. I don't know. Ooh, and I like it too because now you're collecting pieces. Like this is this is something I noticed about myself is like I was collecting. I I discovered that I was collecting like this very distinct blue green, teal green. It's <laughs> it's hard to describe, 
but I ended up finding out they had like five pieces and they mm-hmm. all ended up in my living room. And so I kind of think of that, like maybe you're just like collecting these pieces, like, ooh, these are important. I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but I'm going to, they're going to be something. They're going to be part of my mosaic yeah. eventually. Yeah, maybe you, at some point you realize, oh, I don't need that. those. I, I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. Then one day you're like, oh, these are boring. I'm, uh, we're going to replace them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, like I really like it. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's no, and I really like that. I really like the mosaic um metaphor as well because it's like all the pieces are let's all the pieces are broken or did mm-hmm. they break so you could make this picture or no, were they discovered <laughs> you know sometimes you get pieces from finding them you know or yeah there's so many yeah I, I metaphors um, I, I came up with this metaphor from from my family from my upbringing and uh <laughs> i don't know it has to do with a piece of paper and i think and I realized, okay, my f- family carries this bag with this. It's very heavy, and it's very. And I always thought it's me. I'm in that bag, and I'm heavy, and I'm a burden. And I realized, no, there, there, it's a bag full of dirty stones, and I am a, a piece, a sheet of paper. And I was maybe folded into flour. And then I was put in that bag, in a backpack, and I was. Those, those, those um, stones really uh, destroyed the flower and the, now it's a crumpled piece of paper and it's dirty. And then I realized, wait a second. Okay, the flower might, might be gone, but I'm a piece of paper. I'm not heavy. I'm not heavy. It's a burden. The burden's already been there. It was never me. And I was destroyed by that burden. And then I thought, oh, what if I just jump out <laughs> the backpack? I am this dirty crumpled paper but you can do so many things <laughs> with a dirty crumpled paper i can fold it i can paint on it i can draw it i can roll it then i realized maybe that's also why i use discarded material where someone else i don't know made some marks on and i like that but i'm that paper i'm not a stone i'm not a dirty stone i'm a dirty piece of paper that's you can do so many things with <laughs> <laughs> that's I, a kind of a metaphor I came up with, and I really enjoyed that. Though. I'm not, I'm not heavy. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Uh, that's amazing. And what I like about it too is you have your parents or your family carrying around this this big old burden, and because you're in the sack, they're blaming you for all of the exactly. all the weight. And they're like, "What? Are, you're so, you're so heavy. This is so hard." And you're like, "I'm not the problem." No. Like, at some point, I, I this came up, and I thought, and then I realized a piece of. Hey, but it's not heavy. That's light. That was amazing. When I, it was kind of a shock when I realized I'm, I'm not I'm a burden. I'm destroyed by that burden. Those heavy stones destroy. I I love that, and I like this is and this is this is so cool. We're just gonna have to talk in metaphors all the time now. <laughs> yeah, like amazing, this really it? helps me. <laughs> I feel like I understand you better just by you. Making yeah. that story. Exactly. Like, I get it. Yeah, huh. it's powerful, isn't it? And you uh, reach into huh. part of your brain that's not, yeah, it was that, it was in November, and it was what <laughs> you described, <laughs> like what happened. It's, it doesn't yeah. touch us. And I think metaphors are like art, they touch us deeply. Yeah. Um, oh, that's so beautiful. Because, um, oh, this made me think of something. Oh, I'm losing it. Oh, somebody was saying 
there was a therapist I heard say speaking about one of these, one of these, um, a sign of, I don't think they called it, it wasn't abuse, but a sign, like a bad, like a, a bad sign of, of, of boundaries or autonomy or whatever is this whole idea of like, when you don't, aren't allowed, when, when having your own identity mm-hmm. past the family is bad. Like, mm-hmm. and they had all these examples of like, you're embarrassing the family or don't, why, you know, you got to do this for the family. You got to mm-hmm. cover up for the family. You got it. Like mm-hmm. when, when you are required to show your loyalty to the family by denying yourself. Yeah. And that was really fascinating to me. <laughs> and I think about this now, cause it's like, here, like this, and that fits your metaphor so well. Speaking I think of because con- it's like unconscious contracts. <laughs> yeah, know. yeah. Well, yeah. but and thinking of your, you know, your 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 family is call is is grouping you with these boulders and saying how yeah. terrible you are for this for for their situation, and they didn't look at what you are or and then how to handle you. Like, don't don't put a paper flower in with a bunch of rocks. Like, that's a bad idea. <laughs> and maybe when the yeah, I, I can only imagine when the paper doesn't realize that it's a, pa- a piece of paper, it turns into stone maybe because of all the dirt and it gets, it's a compact. Yeah. And then it becomes heavy. I don't know. But I don't want yeah. that. I want to be that piece of paper. <laughs> I jump out there. I don't want to be in there anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like that, that other, it's the same thing. Yeah. Like how, yeah. How much of a failure does a piece of paper feel like if they're, if everybody around them is rock? <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah i don't want to be playing for these rocks they they came in there a long time ago maybe over generations but and and did you did you did you did you catch your you have a such a great um uh counter to that like paper paper always paper covers rock paper wins yeah. over rock once you realize <laughs> It's true. I don't know where they can. Oh, I love I love metaphors. <laughs> just I do too. <laughs> That's the, oh, I love it. It's just so fantastic. You can yeah, you can do that with someone else, just telling a story, and they could maybe come up. Sometimes they come up with so amazing ideas. You can up can come up with your own, but someone can ask, "Is it like?" And oh my god, that's a fantastic idea! And you can turn it around and <laughs> all that it, and it's it's fun. It's really fun, and it goes oh. deep. It really goes deep in it. This I am loving this so much. Like I am I am so excited to explore this further because this is something I've been thinking about with how I want to communicate with people and interact with people. And it's like I really love people who want to have deep conversations and really revealing conversations. But at the same time, I was like, is that trauma dumping? Is it trauma bonding? Is it too much information? metaphors it's but yeah it's metaphors. common experience it is awesome and i think we should drop a name again this is i came up with this from this summit from sarah payton i think we should yeah we'll put her in link to, to, to the website and it was amazing oh she's also written a book it's called resonant self where you learn how to be resonant with yourself um and you learn all the things about metaphors and unconscious contracts and it was really amazing because she puts words to concepts i kind of knew but in in a fresh new way that yeah <laughs> yeah and this is really helping my art because i talk about painting dreams and mm-hmm. dreams is nice and fluffy but like yeah 
but dreams are just to me dreams are just metaphors they're just yeah. your co- unconscious creating doing writing stories based on what you're experiencing oh, honestly i love it and it feels like on this podcast we talked so much about books we read but about concepts and somehow it feels like i went the full circle i'm back to zen and this is kind of zen and neuroscience kind of explains it and it makes so much sense and yeah. everything i encountered along the way makes sense as well but there was like a piece of this mosaic <laughs> I don't know, it feels like it and now it makes makes sense it feels yeah. well and and what's been helpful what's been interest what i find interesting for myself is i feel like i've spent hundreds of hours now just talking out into the out into the abyss about myself and art and thoughts and beliefs and it's just like this whole time I've been just struggling to put words to what I do and it's just like if I'm like did it take a hundred plus episodes I guess it did because (laughs) it's like I'm always feeling like I'm getting a little bit clearer on what I'm doing and why kind of thing what's your why what's your what's your what kind of thing and yeah yeah, you know what I think the podcast also shows that healing all this takes time. It's yeah, just, it's a slow process. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and this is the part I've. I feel like I. This is the part I've been like uh, apologetic for. Is like I wanted to have this podcast for people to assist in their healing, but I feel like I've been too slow. No, maybe not. to it. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe it's. Yeah, maybe it's really like being open to the showing the process and how. Yeah, you take wrong turns. You you find something that looks nice, but it doesn't. It's not so helpful in the end. Or you know, it just it takes time and and, and patience. And I don't know. That's, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but honestly, when I think about metaphors and when you realize how, how powerful they are, it really shows me how powerful art actually is. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting yeah. the same. I'm glad you're making yeah. that same connection because yeah. this is the part, like, that's, I'm kind of distracted right now because, like, I'm suddenly thinking of painting all the metaphors, you know? Yeah, and it's not that you talk about yourself. You, 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 it's really you make a connection. Yeah. And that's so amazing. I never saw it like that because I was, oh, yeah, art is selfish. No, it's not. It's yeah. giving life those life experiences a metaphor yeah. and we all share similar experiences because we're all yeah, it's powerful <laughs> and the the bonus i've seen with painting dreams and metaphors and things is when you create it when you paint it still something else shows up comes yeah. up in the painting like you can talk about it you can envision it you can see it you can you can create the metaphor in your mind but there's a whole new surprise and aspect that comes out once it's on paper and created. And that, that's the experience I want to have over and over and over because it blows my mind every time. Every time I've had something, I've created somebody's, you know, message to themselves or their, their mm-hmm. dream, that painting says more. <laughs> Yeah, that's how you come up with these metaphors. And I think, wait a second, you could think it like that. And you can, yeah, it makes so much sense. And you think in a totally new way. <laughs> yeah. 
Exciting. Yeah. I just, yeah, this is where, this is where my art obsession from because I, oh, and, um, this mosaic metaphor reminds me of why I started doing art. And mm-hmm. it was because I was had, I loved, love, love detail. I loved olden days and I loved seeing my, this, I had these elaborate stories in my mind and what was really important in the story, what was, was, what was in the surroundings in the cabin and I wanted to see every part of it and I couldn't as an artist or just in my mind in my imagination couldn't see it all like I can imagine okay I have a table and there's a plate and a spoon and it's a wooden spoon and then this bowl with a yellow it's a yellow bowl with a blue stripe you know and then there's this on the mantle there's going to be this clock that has a humpback you know like I had every single detail but I couldn't remember all those details all at once and so when I painted them and I had it all I still you you still couldn't even see every detail all at once because there's too many but it was just such a safety it was such a oh what's the word comfort Mm -hmm. knowing it was all there it was all there it was all out it was all there to be seen and even though I couldn't you know take it in all at once and that's the other part of my art that i love hmm. <laughs> nice I'm, like, I'm obsessed i am obsessed <laughs> so now i want to ask about a metaphor but like what metaphor do we want people to what's your what's your metaphor what's your life I like the idea of asking or giving people just motivate you out there to just play with that idea of metaphor and just tell I would like to know about your experience with it if you like it, if it makes sense mm-hmm. for you. That I would be interested in that. So you don't have to talk about your metaphor, but maybe you do you yeah, enjoy yeah. it? I don't know. Just yeah. <laughs> this this reminds me, somebody gave me an exercise when gave her coach she was a coach and so she she created uh characters for all your personality bits of your personality kind of thing and Mm -hmm. so the one i really liked and i really shared with people and i want to bring it back and get more people to talk about it is like if your heart was a character was its own person what would they look like (laughs) and like what do they look like and what are they wearing and how are they standing and (laughs) oh that's it was so much fun yeah, I can. Oh, that's not so easy. I would have to think about that. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. So, yeah, tell us about what, how you like metaphors. And yeah, you, I, I'm pretty sure you can post a picture <laughs> of the cat. Yeah, I have. I did. I did sketches of it in a face from a Facebook group. I did it, and I did several okay. sketches that day. And so I can still. I still have them somewhere. Maybe I'll one <laughs> but i also don't want to get people distracted because because it was really fun to see what people came up with before other people shared you know kind mm-hmm. of thing. oh yeah and, yeah mm-hmm. and then you would see how how even how people interpret the d- instructions different mm-hmm. and how like it was really it was such a fascinating exercise and i really want to do it more <laughs> so yeah yeah, I like it. Okay. okay. Sounds like 
we're we're done for today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've had a wonderful time. Yeah, it was great. Oh, I love metaphors. It's just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say okay. I'll just repeat this. So, if you're listening to this, we publish new episodes every first and third week of the month now. So there will be two episodes every month because we decided to want we wanted we wanted to go yeah we want to explore this a bit more and um yeah we want to we instead of, we started this pe- pe- podcast to express and now we're kind of switching over to we've expressed ourselves and haven't ever really shared or uh, marketed ourselves so now we're gonna try to focus on that aspect of it exactly hopefully I feel the gears switching slowly, but I still haven't changed my ways yet. <laughs> it will take time, but I think, um, yeah, there will be two episodes every month, and we, I'm, I'm pretty sure we have much more to talk about then. Yeah, yeah. And I'm marking this one as a favorite. I had such a good time today. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> okay, then uh, see you in two weeks or so. <laughs> Something like that. Sounds good. All right. Okay, thank you for listening. Thank and you. See you next time. First and third week. <laughs> oh, I listen to some of our old episodes. There are plenty of them. So yes, if yes. you're bored and you think, oh my God, they haven't published an episode this week. <laughs> look, Keep look exploring. Keep exploring. Exactly. Okay. Then uh, till next time. <laughs> Bye.